Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. At the same time, President Biden was very clear in sending a message to anyone in any other area who might try to take advantage of the situation not to. Uh, And whether that's uh, in the north uh, with um, uh, Hezbollah and uh, Lebanon, whether it's uh, in the West Bank uh, or whether it's elsewhere. Uh, We've sent that message very clearly, and we've sent it directly, and we've sent it through uh, other countries. When you spoke with uh, your counterpart in Israel, when the president spoke with the prime minister, did they ask specifically for help from the U.S.? So we, as you know, Dana, provide significant assistance to to the Israelis. We have, ever since then-President Obama Mm -hmm. signed a a memorandum of understanding with Israel to provide $3.8 billion a year in military assistance. We provided assistance to Israel before President Obama, but nicely done on making it political. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, that's Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, the same Secretary of State who I believe deleted two different tweets in which he called for a ceasefire. Ceasefire? What kind of leftist rabidness is ceasefire? Israel was attacked. It's 800 people dead, 500 in Gaza. So that's 1,300 total. I'm paying attention right now to the Israelis dead. Like I'm paying attention to the Israelis kidnapped and those who were raped. Not since World War II. Have you seen women and children abused in war? Oh, don't get me wrong, tribal this, and don't get me wrong uh, what Russia has done in Ukraine. What you are seeing from Hamas doesn't make Hamas Hamas. It makes Hamas ISIS, as you will hear the Israeli uh, council general explain. He'll be on the show a little bit later, my interview with him. What is actually happening? Because to understand the attack, you got to go through every piece of it. Where did this come from? How did the Israeli government miss it? How did Mossad and Sheen Bet miss it? How did U.S. intelligence miss it? Wait till you find out that the missiles didn't get delivered from Iran. They were built in Gaza. They understood how to overwhelm the Iron Dome and then engage in infiltration and invasion. How else can you describe it? To purposefully go and massacre as many people as possible. And then capture as many as possible. I believe the number is 163 prisoners. So they could engage prisoner exchanges. And get Palestinians out of Israeli jails. And then of course... There's the question of the $6 billion. Well, you, you should ask them. You know, you, uh, Barack Obama himself said, you know, whatever Joe Biden is doing on the foreign relations front for national security, you should basically do the opposite. And I'm kind of paraphrasing there because this is a, a, a G-rated TV show here. But I think that you have to ask Joe Biden. Whatever he does ter- turns out to be wrong. We saw it with the debacle in Afghanistan. We're seeing Ukraine crumble, crumble apart as well right now. And here we are. The reason, the reason that Hamas feels comfortable doing this is because they don't respect Joe Biden. Nobody respects him. He's a gutless wonder. Nobody respects him. And that's why these uh, terrorist groups are, are reigning free right now. Weakness does bring about problems. 
But one of the things that is being blamed on Joe Biden and shouldn't be for this is the $6 billion. Don't get it twisted. The $6 billion will be used for terrorism. Anybody who wants to say that this is money that's going through these special agencies and it's for humanitarian issues only, remember this was money released in a prisoner swap with Iran. If you think this is going to go to humanitarian issues, you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. Iran supports terrorism. Iran chants death to America. Iran chants death to Israel. And Iran wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And not only do you have dead Israelis, you have others dead as well. Uh, Before I move on, I just want to ask about any Americans who are in Israel. Is there any indication that Americans were either killed or kidnapped by terrorists? Yes, we have uh, reports that several Americans uh, were were killed. We're working overtime to verify that. Uh, At the same time, there are reports of missing Americans. And there again, uh, we're working to verify those reports. Americans killed by a terrorist organization. It would seem to me that that would mean that the United States yesterday, as this was all breaking, was very focused on what was happening. Isn't that right, Peter Ducey? I said, I'm sorry. I said, isn't that right, Peter Ducey? President Biden had nothing to say about this on camera today. We did hear some music throughout the afternoon and the early evening coming from the south side of the White House, the area of the Rose Garden or the portico over there. And we are told that the president and the first lady were hosting a barbecue for executive residence staff. That's what was happening at the White House while this was all unfolding. A barbecue. So your disgust with Joe Biden is legitimate. But the $6 billion question is not about this attack. This attack was planned months ago, as the Wall Street Journal stated yesterday with some very, very detailed reporting. Officers of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps worked with Hamas since August to devise the air, land, and sea incursions. And yes, this is the most significant breach of Israel's borders since the 1973 Yom Kippur War. I started with this. This was an intelligence disaster, an intelligence failure. Of the highest proportion. How could you have missed this? That's what every rational person is asking. How could you miss this? Did the U.S. miss this? Well, I would ask Joe Biden, but I I can't. Because as of 11.46 a.m., he called a lid. Or the White House called the lid. Do you know what the lid is? That means there's no more comments and nothing else coming from the White House today. The world is on fire. Americans 
are dead. I don't know if any Americans were kidnapped in the 163 we believe have been kidnapped uh, thus far. At least that's the number we have. But the president has decided, I got nothing else to say. Man, that's a lot, Tony. That is a lot to cover. It is. It is. And I I don't know how other uh, hosts are going to go about it. I needed to first give you the dump. I need to give you the everything. Now let's get into some basics. So you understand where I'm coming from. And this might mean a fine conversation. This might mean you never listen to me again. Whatever the case may be. I do not lie. Not now. Not ever. I'm done with the lying days of my life. I'm a Zionist. I believe that Israel has the right to exist, and I believe that Israel has the right to defend itself. Because I am Jewish does not mean I have more of a say or less of a say with what's going on in Israel than you if you're not Jewish. Because what happened in this attack didn't just happen to Israel, though it happened to Israel. It didn't happen to me more because I'm Jewish. It happened to us. It happened to we, to all of us to the free and thinking people around the globe. We were attacked. A terrorist organization backed by a brutal dictatorship in the Ayatollah Khomeini decided to murder 800 people. They went to a music festival and slaughtered children, if you will. And then, of course, the women they didn't rape, they either killed or they took as prisoners. They made sure to take IDF soldiers and strip them naked and take video of them. These people are barbarians. And so we're also clear, I will not engage in any level of moral equivalence. Israel's not an apartheid state. It's a lie told by liars. I will debate anyone, anywhere, at any time. South Africa was an apartheid state. Israel is not. Israel never has been. You can argue that Israel has laws you don't like. Well, yeah, sure. Israel has an entire COVID policy I don't like. They've got a Supreme Court that I find ridiculous. Lord, I can't have enough to say about the nonsense of how they elect a a government in their Knesset. Israel has the right to exist. Israel has the right to defend itself. Now the question is, how is that going to work out? How is that defense going to take place? Benjamin Netanyahu in a conversation with Joe Biden, according to three different sources, said we're sending in troops. We're going in on the ground. It has to be this way. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean the eradication of Hamas door to door, bullet through the head? Or does that mean just arresting some people and things simmer down? Okay, back to square one. And this will happen again and again and again. Does it mean that the Palestinians feel the air quotes get to stay there? Or is there the recognition that they're ethnic Jordanians and on planes and back you go? I have no idea. What I must question is whether or not we are done. We, the free and thinking world, done with this idea that somehow Iran is decent, meaning the Ayatollah and the mullahs, the hardliners and the clerics, and that Hamas somehow has something to offer. They don't. 
They don't. We, the free and thinking world, have to ask ourselves whether we want this to continue or whether we want it to stop. Now, wanting things to stop is a large part of the reason this may have happened. To try and stop the deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel that would have strengthened their ties, maybe even indeed some trade. This, unacceptable to Iran on a Sunni-Shia conversation regarding uh, uh, sex of Islam. This would more normalize Israel in the world view, and that is not something Iran can handle. It's time to ask ourselves what we can handle. And it's time to ask ourselves, as uh, Iran is chanting death to America, death to Israel, as Hamas says this is just the beginning, what's been going on on our southern border? Who has come across our southern border? An attack like this that has been well planned, uh, one can ask what other attacks were planned and where? You are right to be concerned. You are right to be aware. You are right to note that when Joe Biden calls a lid at 11.46 a.m., the weakness is palpable. He continued with a barbecue. If Trump had had a cheese sandwich in this situation, it's all CNN and MSNBC would write about. We have hard decisions to make because I believe that this is going to have a massive effect on the election. And let me say clearly, I believe this is going to have an effect on Joe Biden 2024. For the first time ever, I can see Democrats replacing him on the ticket because of this. Because this attack requires a response, but he doesn't have the party that wants to respond because his party, the Democratic Party, is lousy with anti-Semites. And I'm going to walk through that. This attack needs a response. And yes, I do not mind how rough it is. This attack needs to have the world say, you know what, we tried, we tried, but you guys just aren't happy with anything, and you can't, you can't stop the hate, so you're out. That's what I hope happens. This attack has a serious effect on the 2024 election, and what I fear is it has an effect on our safety and security. But make no mistake... This isn't about some Israeli policy. This is about the existence of Israel and the existence of Jews. That's what it's about. It always has been. Israel has the right to exist. Israel has the right to defend itself. Let us start breaking down what has happened. I'm Tony Katz. So this just got updated. You know, I want to start with as a. Sorry about that. Um, the uh, Israeli Defense of Forces engaging what they're calling Operation Swords of Iron. That is the response to the attack from Hamas. And this is is the statement directly in the Hebrew, and then with the uh, translation via Sky News that nothing. 
absolutely nothing will come in or out of Gaza. We are imposing a complete siege on Gaza. There will be no electricity, no food, no water, no fuel. Everything will be closed. We are fighting against human animals and we are acting accordingly. Now this is going to tie into the conversation of how you get people on your side. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't get it twisted. You and me are together. Hamas started a war, Israel's going to end it. question is, how are they going to end it? And you know that I am stronger on these things than most. But when you hear that there will be no more water to Gaza... Those progressives going to lose their mind. And I will be talking about the progressives. I'll get to that in the next hour. The progressives, the socialists who cheered what happened, were fighting for Palestinian freedom. You don't even know what you're talking about. You sound like a crazy person. Freedom of what? Freedom from what? Freedom to what? All I'm saying They don't know what they're saying. You think you're free in Iran? You think you're free when when you're living in Gaza? Israel's the problem? It sounds ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Meanwhile, uh, the Dow is up 10, the NASDAQ down 45. The, uh, The futures were certainly lower because of this war. We'll do this, and we should be clear that this is war. Does it involve the United States? Not at this time. Although the Ford Carrier Group, including the USS Gerald Ford, which is our largest uh, aircraft carrier, the entire group, has been moved into the Mediterranean. This, of course, to let Iran know, here we are. 5,000 sailors, warplanes on on board, including F-35s, F-15s, F-16s, and the A-10. It will be accompanying uh, the cruiser, USS Normandy, destroyers, USS Thomas Hudner, the USS Ramage, I believe that's how I pronounce it, the USS Kearney, and the USS Roosevelt. All sitting there, ready to go. Where they will have to go is uh, unknown. The, I think the other interesting story uh, is that uh, China electric vehicle sales have fallen 11%. Kind of fascinating story. Is it because they don't have the ability to power them? China can tell you to buy anything they want anytime they want, which is why I oppose. I have no opposition to electric vehicles. I oppose a government telling you what it is to buy, forcing people to buy things, manipulating markets. That's what I oppose. When it happens in China, I think it's quite interesting. Meanwhile, the focus right now is on what has happened in Israel. Yenem Cohen, he's the Consul General, the Israeli Consulate General in Chicago, 
join me to answer the questions, and I did not hold back, starting with the unmitigated intelligence failure. That is up next. This is Tony Katz today. It is one thing to say, man, Israel's going to respond because of this attack. It's another thing to understand how. And to understand how, you have to understand why. And if you want to understand why, you have to understand the history. How many opportunities have been taken to engage a piece that simply did not work? Because quite possibly, as I have said it, and I mean it factually, peace is not the objective of people who want to kill you. You cannot engage peace with people who don't want it. And you certainly cannot appease people outside of the region who think that Israel has to do X or has to do Y or Israel's the aggressor. Israel got attacked. 800 plus Israelis are dead. IDF soldiers were taken prisoner. Women were raped and women and children were taken prisoner. That has not happened since World War II. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Let me bring in Mr. Yinam Cohen. He is the Council General for the Israeli Consulate General in Chicago. That's where he is based, uh, engaging in conversations here in the U.S., specifically in the Midwest, uh, about Israel. And, sir, before we get into uh, maybe levels of detail, it is clear that there was an intelligence failure. I will say it as directly as I can. It is shocking that Mossad or Shin Bet, uh, U.S. intelligence could have missed this level of ability to attack with rockets and overwhelm Iron Dome, it seems, and to miss the idea that there were going to be these terrorists, these Hamas uh, uh, leaders, officials, uh, recruits, whatever you want to call them, who were going to infiltrate Israel and be on a search and destroy mission. Uh, how has these first 48 hours been for Israel, for Israelis, since this attack? It's been devastating 48 hours since uh, the attack began. And I have to, I mean, make it very clear, the situation is still unfolding. There is still, during the night, there has been some uh, fighting between terrorists who are still in the Israeli ter- territory in our security forces. Um, at the same time, rockets are still being shot towards Israeli civilian uh, centers in Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, all the way down south. And we're facing a situation in the north with the um, Hezbollah organization from Lebanon. But let's talk about what's been happening. On the, on the, on the morning of Shabbat, the Jewish uh, sacred day of Saturday, which also coincided with uh, a Jewish high holiday, Simchat Torah, um, an orchestrated terrorist attack took place. Three or more than 3,000 missiles were shot towards Israeli civil uh, centers in Tel Aviv, in Jerusalem, and down south. And in parallel, more than 1,000 Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists invaded uh, the Israeli border, entered to more than 20 Israeli communities, and what they did there was a barbaric, brutal massacre. They were going from one house to another, invading the houses, taking hostage of the families, shooting and killing the families. They were shooting children in front of their mothers, parents in front of their kids, taking um, many of them hostages, setting houses on fire. Right now, there's more than 100, apparently, 100 Israeli hostages, as you mentioned, in the hands of Hamas in the Gaza Strips. 
in the Gaza Strip. We're talking about children that were torn away from their mothers, elderly people, Holocaust survivors. This is a situation that we've never lived before. Um, one more thing, there was a beautiful um, music festival in the south of Israel. Hamas terrorists arrived there and just started to massacre the participants, the dancers uh, that were partying there. More than 260 people were killed only in this party. And not only that, they continued to brutalize the body. So what we're talking, we're saying Hamas and Islamic Jihad, but we're actually talking about the ISIS methods. Today, Hamas is ISIS, and this is what we're facing. Now, that conversation of Hamas is ISIS uh, has, has been coming up over uh, the weekend repeatedly because the barbarism is at a different level. But again, I must go back to Israel's uh, intelligence services really were that caught by surprise? Is, it, it, can you give me an idea of exactly where the, the downfall of the intelligence services was? This is a very good question, and we will definitely have to investigate it. Um, but the major focus right now is to make sure to secure that our southern communities are safe, that there is no terrorists that are threatening our people, our families, our women and children down south. And this is the major effort right now. The second effort that will probably start very soon, or has already started basically, is to is what's probably going to be a long-term operation to totally eradicate the threat of the radical Islamist uh, terrorism towards Israeli citizens. Um, We are going to hit hard the Hamas and Islamic Jihad in the Gaza Strip to make sure that such atrocities would never um, uh, uh, happen again. Talking to Yanam Cohen, Council General, the Israeli Consulate General in Chicago. You talk about hitting hard in in the Gaza Strip. As Axios has reported today, in a conversation between Prime Minister Netanyahu and President Biden, Israel does not have any choice but to unleash a ground operation in Gaza. The quote is, we have to go in. This according to three Israeli and U.S. sources who were briefed on the call. Can you talk to me about what going into Gaza means? It's not going to be an afternoon walk. But at the same time, if... You need to act, you need to act. And right now, since the security of Israel has been breached in such a a barbaric way, we need to act and we will do whatever needed to secure our citizens and, and, you know, and the state of Israel. The the question really starts to build into, is this about Hamas and extricating Hamas from Gaza or is this about an Israeli takeover uh, of Gaza? Where do the the going in part is not something that I object to, sir. My, the argument is it does not come from me. It's really a question of understanding of the goal. Is is this about removal of Hamas, or is this about the full take back of Gaza by Israel and returning it rightfully to Israel? We don't have any intention to um, take over and manage the life of uh, one and a half million Palestinians who live in the Gaza Strip. 
um, they should handle their own life. At the same time, if the um, authorities there are unable or basically promoting terrorist attacks against Israel, we'll have to tackle that in a very direct way. Again, the major goal is to make sure that for the long run, no threats, terrorist attacks from the Gaza Strip are uh, perpetrated against Israeli civil population. We don't have any intention to control the life of the Palestinians there. We just need to uh, secure the life of Israelis um, in, you know, especially in the south part of Israel. So uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has called it a war and said this will take a while. You uh, have discussed is not a walk in the park. I I, I agree. This will take uh, a, 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 a while. I, I get that part of it. But we also understand that when you refer to Hamas as ISIS, they use children and women as human shields. They're using right. Israelis against the Israelis to try and prevent the attack. And the only way to uproot and root out and end Hamas is to go door to door and uh, eliminate, if you will, every last Hamas member, which will then, of course, lead to a conversation of how these people self-govern. How does that happen knowing that Israelis are being held hostage and children are being used as shields? This is a major question. Um, this is a major question that is being discussed right now. Of course, Hamas would definitely try to take advantage of that and use the Israeli children that they're holding hostage as human shields. We have no doubt about it. So this is being discussed right now. We can't share on, you know, the radio operational um, planning, but this is something that is definitely being uh, discussed right now. It will pose a serious constraint about everything that Israel does, but at the same time, we are determined to fight back and get better security to our people. There has been much... I'll refer to it as unrest uh, in in Israel regarding the judicial reforms and the judicial plan what Benjamin Netanyahu has put into place, people being very bothered by this, specifically uh, views and visions of the Supreme Court, which in Israel works far differently than the Supreme Court in the United States. This attack, does it put all the other stuff to rest? Do we see a united front? It's no secret that the past year, I would say, in Israel was complicated in terms of uh, political and social polarization. We had our debates on, on internal issues, including the judicial reform. But right now, what's happening is that we're fighting to save and secure our home, the Jewish and democratic state of Israel, the Jewish homeland. And when we do that, we are very, very united. You know, you just need to go over Israeli social media. Just a week ago, there was there were so many arguments about internal issues. Now you see everybody united. It's not a cliche. That, that is the situation. Right and left fighting together to save our one and only Jewish state. Well, one of the other fights that may be coming up is with Iran. The, the Wall Street Journal reported that Iran had a major hand in the planning of this operation. We know that Iran does the funding of Hamas as they do to Hezbollah uh, in in the north. The United States has moved the Ford Carrier Group with the USS Gerald Ford, the most advanced air, aircraft carrier that we have, along with destroyers and other ships, into the eastern uh, Middle East. They'll be there soon. Uh, can you tell us whether you think or whether you know or whether there's a willingness uh, that if Iran needs to be a target 
in order to ensure the safety and security of Israel that Tehran could indeed be a target? It is no secret that Iran has been standing behind, promoting, financing, inspiring these terrorist organizations, not only in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, not only Hamas and Islamic Jihad, but also Hezbollah in Lebanon, um, Shiite militias in Syria and in Yemen. And it is also clear today that Iran does not pose a threat only to Israel, but also to stability in the Middle East, to the moderate Arab countries in the Middle East. You know, just a few weeks ago, we celebrated three years to the Abraham Accords, the biggest accomplishment for peace in the Middle East in three years, in, in many decades, sorry. We are also discussing, together with the United States, the joining of Saudi Arabia into, into you know, the peace circle with Israel. And while we celebrate that, Iran is trying to destabilize the Middle East. So it's a threat to Israel. It's a threat to the moderate Arab countries in the Middle East. But it's also a global threat because Iran has, for example, been the major supporter of the Russian aggression against Ukraine. So this is a global threat. And I think there's a growing understanding here in America, in Europe, and basically in every uh, Western democracy that Iran is a global threat and a global threat needs a global answer. But a global answer uh, doesn't necessarily mean the removal of the threat. This takes us back to the conversation about Hamas. It has been 50 years since the Yom Kippur War. You talk about this attack taking place on the holiday of Sunchas Torah. 50 years, no peace has been achieved. The attacks have been constant and continual. This one being uh, the most deadly, if we were going to engage it as a proportion of population, people have referred to it as 9-11 style in terms of, of, of brutality and, uh, and of shock value, as we experienced in the United States, uh, what has been right. experienced in, in Israel. How does this allow for any future peace with Hamas or the Palestinian liberation, whatever they're calling themselves today, how does it not come to, we've tried, you don't want this, we're done here? This is a very, very good question. Thank you for that. Because not only did Hamas and Islamic Jihad slaughtered 700 Israeli civilians, at the same time we've seen many other Palestinians in the West Bank, in Lebanon, and in other countries celebrating this massacre. And that brings a very uh, significant uh, question mark on their ability to actually, and their will to actually make peace and live side by side with Israel. So this is a major question. I have to tell you, though, that at the same time, we're seeing a lot of Arab countries that are now reacting in a very different way. They are understanding the threat. They're understanding what's happening in Israel. They've had peace with Israel for three years or for 30 years, and it is not one Arab bloc. I, I totally look at them as the um, axis of evil, if you wish, that is Iran, Hamas, the Islamic Jihad, Lebanon, Syria, but also the moderate Arab countries who, which want peace with Israel and have peace with Israel and, and support and promote this peace. The United Arab Emirates, Morocco, Bahrain, Egypt, Jordan, and maybe very soon also Saudi Arabia. And we have to make this distinction. Will the deal with Saudi Arabia go forward? I truly hope so. I think that Saudi Arabia is one of the most important leaders of the Arab world. They're a major 
you know, economic hub. They, they, in their territory, they host two of the most holy sites for Islam in the world. And peace with Saudi Arabia means basically, I would say, a huge jump forward towards ending the conflict, the historic conflict between the Arab world and Israel. The American administration works very hard to bring Saudi Arabia into the peace circle with Israel, and I really hope that we'll see some good news in the upcoming uh, months. We will keep updated with you in the days ahead. You know, I'm Cohen, Council General, Israeli Consulate General in Chicago. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This announcement of ground troops is what's now going to force people to ask the question, do they really support Israel's survival? Now, one of the questions, the things I didn't get to ask uh, the Council General, which I wanted to, and I will, in, in, in days or weeks ahead, Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib uh, of, of the Detroit area, uh, they don't even mention Hamas in their statements. It's all about unfair Israel. They don't mention Hamas as a terrorist organization. They don't mention Iran. So when, when people tell me, as, as they have, we got to get America on board. No, 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 Democratic Party, you got to get your people on board. The Democratic Party is not on board, not only with the question of Israeli response, but with the question of Israel as a nation and whether or not they have the right to exist. That's, that is being left out of this equation. And it really, you got to really bring some focus back in. People talking about how do you get America united to support Israel. I can't get America united to support Ukraine. I'm not going to get progressives to support Israel because look at their statements. I'll talk more about it. This is Tony Katz today.